1: The Beckler and Shauna podcast, your daily download of X92 Nights, X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna.
0: Brought to you by Shane Holmes, offering affordable customization on your new home. It's
2: Thursday, September 21st, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. Can we start the show with a shout out today? Yes, please. We'd like to give a shout out to Van. So, uh, in the summer on the station, we gave away a bunch of trips to go see shows all over the place. Yes. Um,.
1: Each trip was bigger than the last.
2: Edmonton, Ottawa, Kentucky, Germany.
1: All awesome shows, yeah.
2: And in front of the show, Van won the trip to Kentucky. He got to go to the Bourbon and Beyond Festival there. Which
1: looks amazing, by the way.
2: And uh, this morning, he popped by the station with a bottle of Kentucky bourbon for us. And he said he had an amazing time. Just the nicest fellow in the world. He is just delightful, Um, yes. But we're going to crack open this bottle of bourbon here. This is Buffalo Buffalo Trace. trace. Um, We got a... Station party coming up. Metrics playing one night only in November, which hopefully we'll see you at... Uh, we're not doing one weekend only this year. We're doing one night only Yep. Uh, at the Gray Eagle Event Center on November 17th. It's so, going to be a
1: blast. I think we're all going to stay the night there and hang out. So hopefully you can join us and hang out with us. And, and we will crack the Buffalo Trace thanks to Van. Thanks to Van. That was very considerate, Man, That was super you. kind of you. Thank
2: you. On today's show, we're going to talk about locals pricing. Should locals in certain places get better prices on things than tourists? Mm-hmm. We'll discuss that. An incredibly boring job that might seem cool on the surface, but when you really think about it, oh my word, would this be boring? Yeah. Then we're going to talk about fake warning signs after your out of context clip of the show. (laughs) We got pissed in the
1: pool. Oh no. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I bike past the same house fairly often, Beckler, and I've realized something recently. There is always a sign on the lawn that says, This area has been treated with pesticide. Please keep pets off grass. And the sign has never moved. And I don't know if you've seen that sign when pesticides are used. You'll see it seasonally Mm -hmm. popping up. And I was like, these people leave that permanently on their lawn so that pets don't go on their lawn is what happens here. It's, either that
2: or they're just lazy haven't taken always, it down
1: but I was thinking about it I'm like that's kind of genius if you think about it because a lot of people I know that care about their lawns they don't like when dogs go and use their yeah it kills lawn, the grass the because yeah. it hurts the grass so I was like I wonder if these people are just really particular and they're like no one's going to take the chance like, even if you go past that house all the time and you're like, that sign's always there. I don't believe it. You're never going to chance it because it's your dog. You no, don't want to yeah, chance that.
2: You're not going to let your dog play in pesticides. No. I was like,
1: that's kind of a genius way to do it. If you want to keep all the pets off your lawn is have that. I mean, obviously the ones that are the wild ones, you can't stop. But if you... Want people to not let their dogs do their business on your lawn. Genius.
2: The old fake sign trick.
1: Yeah. Kind of like those signs with the security cameras that everybody yes. posts up, even though I'm like, you don't have a security camera.
2: I thought of that right away, too. That's just a deterrent of- just in
1: case. Right.
2: Right. <laughs> This home protected by Israeli special forces. No, it's not.
1: But if you're a robber and you see that one and the other one doesn't have the sign, you're like, just in case the Israeli special forces, I'm just going to make sure not going to go to that one.
2: The best fake sign that I ever heard of, my dad knew this old farmer and he had two big tanks of fuel in his farmyard, one Mm -hmm. gas, one diesel. Yeah. He labeled them backwards on purpose. And he said several times he came home to someone who had tried to steal from him, sputtering around the yard. They ruined their engine with That's the wrong genius. type of fuel. Yeah, so he knew, and yeah. anyone who had business there knew. Hilarious. Anybody who didn't did not know. That's brilliant.
1: I was thinking about that even when it comes to hotels, for example, and you don't want people peeing in the pool. Just have a sign out <laughs> front that says "Beware: Pee Detection System in Effect," and. <laughs> If you're somebody... Detection system. I I would piss look at alarm. that sign and I'd be like, I mean, I don't want to chance it. I don't want
2: to be that person. We got pissed in the pool. Oh, no. That lady right there, she pissed. I should have listened to the sign.
1: Yeah. So our
2: house is a two story and there's um, like this, like there's a landing as you come down the stairs and then the second set of stairs and there's like, instead of a railing, there's a pony wall and my boys who are eight and six, they're sliding down that. Constantly, as I you like, do. I'm mean, like, gotta stop sliding down. The, it's like, your dirty, your grubby handprints are all over the walls. I can see. And then, like, if they were to fall the one way, it's like a ten foot fall onto the the other set of stairs. So I was like, you'd be pretty messed up if you fell. That wouldn't be good on there. So stop. It's doing called
1: that. a pony wall, though. Like as kids, that's what you do. You ride the pony. You ride the pony. Okay.
2: But Bo, I was like, hey, I was like, go to the park if you want to do that. Bo's like, if you want to slide down that thing, and Bo says, there's nowhere to slide at the park. I was like, huh? What? A slide? What about, yeah, I don't know. The slide? The structure named after the verb?
1: Is he saying slide? that there aren't any slides? in the?
2: There's a slide. There's, there's a nothing slide. to slide down at the
1: park. I was like, there's a slide. Oh, okay, so just things Let's- that you're not supposed to slide down is what he's looking right. for. Not the right. thing that you're supposed to slide down.
2: Even then, if you try it hard enough, I'm sure you could find things you're not supposed to slide down I'm at sure the park. I'm sure you do, yeah. It's like, next you're going to tell me there's no nothing to swing on at the park. <laughs> Oh, my God. There's nowhere to see your saw at the park. But, Father, where am I to see my saw at the park?
1: Where am I to jungle my gym, (laughs) Father? Where am I to go around merrily?
2: Where am I to make merry in a circular direction, Father?
1: Where am I to monkey my bars? (laughs) But where? Where do I monkey my... Papa! My bars require monkeying. Where will I apparatus my climb?
2: I want a banana, Papa. Papa.
1: The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I'd like to propose a new segment on the show, if I could, just called Does This Mean... And it can be anything. You see if, uh, a sign, uh, anything, and we can just hash it out here. But this was inspired by my boyfriend Cliff. He was out at a buddy's place in Lake Country just outside of Prince Albert, where he's from. And uh, they were sitting on his deck, and they looked over and realized that his neighbor just hung this brand new sign. So they sent this photo of it to me, and it just says, Plays well with others, and is a picture of an upside down pineapple. And I'm like, Oh. That unmistakably means swingers, right?
2: I think so. Like, yeah, I would think so. We talked about the pineapple. The before, pineapple
1: before, which
2: I don't know if it's true or not, because like the pi- There's pineapples everywhere now. The pineapple is just a very. I know. It's on like every kind of floaty and like summer piece of it's clothing. The style, yeah, yes, it's the it's style. Like it
1: is. Everybody has pineapples on their shirts. It's true, but this is the upside down pineapple, and now it says plays well with others, and I'm like. That's pretty on the nose, isn't it? I think that's pretty swinger heavy. That's pretty <laughs> swinger central over there. But I was thinking about this and we've talked before. I find swingers fascinating. I find the lifestyle fascinating. And I was like, I would love to knock on that door. But then I was like, what happens when you knock on a door? Like if you do have one of these universal displays of swingery, like right, the pineapple, the, the upside down garage pineapple. Garage door halfway garage up,
2: up, all that stuff, right?
1: Like what happens if I if I knock? Like are swingers always just ready right. to invite you in? <laughs>
2: Like, they're just if, always in robes. That's
1: it. Like just always ready. We're waiting for you. They've got the hot tub just bubbling, and they've always got some drinks on ice, and they're just waiting. Like, all right, yeah. who's gonna come in and swing with us? Who's gonna be today? Like, or there are there times where you take down the sign? Like, what if your parents are visiting or something, and you knock on the door? Like, we're ready to swing. Or what
2: if you don't like who comes by? Like, yes, you still have attraction to people, and that, right? It's yeah, like, ah, yeah, not you though. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we were waiting for someone else. Actually,
1: actually, we're gonna sketch you right. Get right back out that yeah. door, please. We're actually not home right now. Nope. <laughs> you all of a sudden you you go upstairs, you put pants back on. You're like, Mm-mm, not feeling you. Not today. Nope. <laughs> the Beckler
2: and Shauna podcast. I posted a photo of that drink Prime on my Instagram. Yeah, the drink Prime that everyone's going going crazy about it. and I asked if anyone else's kids are like bonkers for this stuff
1: is that Logan Paul's drink or something unfortunately it is yes oh,
2: God. Uh,
1: and kids are going nuts for it right now yeah and there's like okay. apparently there's a
2: warning on the package that says like don't give it to kids mm. Um. and oh. also I just don't want to give any of my money to that goober Logan Paul
1: that's a yeah um, that but hurts my soul
2: anyway friend of the show Darcy messaged and said yeah my kid goes nuts for this stuff but we don't let him have anything with red dye in it he said I, I know it sounds weird but it makes him crazy
1: Interesting okay, I was like, that
2: does sound weird Darcy
1: I have Now that That sounds vaguely familiar Really? I feel like I've heard that before And I was like I'm sorry What the red dye Does this to your children? <laughs> yeah
2: I was like Have you tested this theory? Like if you, And he's like Yeah red Kool-Aid is the worst It makes him so much more Hyper and crazy Than any other flavors Oh my god <laughs> He can't have red
1: that No is, red So much is red yeah. So much food has red dye in it. I was
2: like, are we sure about this? This isn't just like, you know, confirmation bias. It's, I, I compare it to people who say like, oh, I can't have whiskey. It makes me angry. Fair. It makes me want to fight. I'm like, mm-hmm. I think you probably just want to fight and you're using whiskey as an excuse. It's true. That's available. Right? veil. Alcohol yeah. no, doesn't work it's, like the that. whiskey for sure. But this kid's like that. He's like, oh, it's red. Here we go.
1: Also, isn't the red Kool-Aid, isn't the Kool-Aid man red.
2: He is red.
1: So that's, that's why he goes hmm. through walls. Okay. So it's. Uh, he's
2: got that same condition. He's got the right? same condition, obviously, yeah. yeah get some red Kool Aid in him. <laughs> oh, yeah! Go on a three day Swedish berry bender. I, I, <laughs> you wake up, oh, what happened? Pegs <laughs> empty. <laughs> Another <laughs> wall! Berries? No! God. The Butler
1: and Shauna Podcast.
2: So before we even turned off our microphones there, our text line had absolutely blown up with people saying, the red dye thing is real.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like everybody, it's a people like it's a well-known thing. I was like, well, I didn't know that, but I it did sound vaguely familiar, and I don't know why, but that's very bizarre. Like this person
2: said, the red it's the the red food coloring, FD and C number forty, is well known for creating or exacerbating hyperactivity in certain people. So
1: it sounds like if you have ADHD, then it enhances it even further. Like yes, Um,
2: there's some research to suggest that is the case based on what I read. Um, but S- Sam, our digital guy, made a good point. He's like, is it the red dye or is it the enormous sugar content that often comes with some of these things, right? It's true. He drank Although- a whole pitcher of Kool Aid and now he's all hyper. It must be that red dye.
1: It don't say, yeah, something to blame it on. On the other hand, there's like some stuff that ha- is not as sugary that has red dye in it. And if that has the same effect, then that would be good to know.
2: Some people said they can eat, they've even seen it with ketchup. Yeah. And ketchup has, I mean, sugar, but not not no. enough to make someone go out hamburger after the bonkers, helper that right? kind of stuff
1: has red dye in it so it's like yeah wow weird
2: no I didn't know him. You, my, you and me must be the last two people on earth who didn't know that apparently you know? according to our text line what is the one we're getting all these stories too about like anecdotes from uh, my kid had red dye and then did this punched and, the grandma
1: yeah my daughter my, kid, had, had d- my daughter had red dye and then punched grandma on the face and I was like oh my god
2: <laughs> my son weird had a red freeze me. and then he hijacked a city bus and took hostages
1: yes Oh my god, I had one nib and hijacked the plane. It was like, oh my dear lord. My daughter got some Swedish berries in her Halloween candy and then
2: she invaded Poland. <laughs> well, okay. I th- is it the diet at work there or is it the... <laughs> I don't know. Well...
1: At that point, it might be something beyond that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: we are the last to know. Yes, we uh, now we know. There we go. But we won't let you be the last to know about Shane Holmes and their affordable customization. Nice about segue. A, about as smooth as I could be oh, right now. Oh Yeah. Shane Holmes allows you to make tweaks to the floor plans that they offer without breaking the bank, which is typically, I mean, to custom design a floor plan, it would cost a fortune. Yes. Um, Shane Holmes makes that affordable. They're affordable customization. Talk to them today. ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better Better way way to build.
0: build. The Beckler and Shauna podcast.
2: Sam is in here as well. Hello, Sam. Hello. I'm a Boston Bruins fan. Yesterday, the Bruins named Brad Marchand their new captain. Which just,
1: oh my God, as a Leafs fan, come on, the Rats.
2: He's perfect. He's perfect. Everyone oh. who hates the Bruins and hates Brad Marchand is going to love that that news.
1: Oh my God.
2: Uh, the Flames are without a captain right now, too. Yep. Now, Sam, you follow the Cl- the Flames as closely as anyone I know.
0: Who do you think will get the see, if anyone, or who would you like to see it go to?
1: I thought Ooh. it was Anderson. Didn't they say? Or it's yeah, the rumor.
0: There were some insiders saying that that's like the way that they're going to go. I think it's a good pick, Mm -hmm. but I think like Backlund should be given it if he wants to stay. Because I know that that was a whole thing. They're like, "Will he go? Will he stay? We don't know." So if if he stays for like another year or two, Mm -hmm. give it to him. He's like he's been here since I was like. 10 years old well (laughs) you want to give it to someone who's got a long-term commitment to the team right yeah you don't want to be changing over your captain too often that's always awkward like when uh went to seattle he was captain for like six months and then he's like yeah see you guys yeah
1: (laughs) right well that's the thing like it should that should be part of it right is how long you've been with the team i feel like you should earn the c a little bit that way
2: yeah it's not how they do it anymore though It, it often just goes to the best player doesn't it? even if they're young even if because I mean for years again referencing the Bruins like Bobby Orr was never the captain of the Bruins it was, there was always a, a veteran like Johnny Busick who had the C and Bobby an A and yeah. they would, that would never happen now because oh. your franchise player gets the C whether they're the leader in the dressing room or not which yeah.
1: I don't think is that's not the way it should be like you should you should have captain qualities if you get that C. You know?
0: I, I remember when Crosby was named captain I think it was like his third season and everybody was freaking out they're like it's too early it's too early and then he won a cup and went to a finals like right after it and they're like okay maybe it works so it worked out for him I was thinking like wouldn't it be shocking if Chicago was just like yeah Bedard you're a rookie captain rookie captain rookie captain first game
1: is that how it's gonna go that seems to be the way it's going
0: Yeah, I've heard that the C can
2: actually be part of a, a star player's contract Oh, wow. Yeah. Where it's like, they'll make this much per year and they expect to be the captain of the team because it's, I mean, it's, it's a marketing thing too at this point, right? Yeah. Whoever wears the C, I heard this. I don't know how much I should reveal which team it was, but I heard this from a guy who played in the NHL that the player who wore the C on his team at the time was a leader, but wasn't the leader in the dressing room. It was actually a fourth line grinder, a scrapper who was kind of like the patriarch of the team and all the, all the team decisions, team meetings and stuff all went through this fourth liner and not the captain.
0: Weird. Yeah. It makes sense, though. You see a lot of guys who are like really skilled players who are captains. You're like, this guy's really quiet. I don't know how much he's going to speak up. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. the glue guy who's really like the fourth liner, right? That
1: should be who gets the C. But yeah, Yeah. it's funny. It's almost like how movie stars negotiate contracts on where their name is. Yeah. Not necessarily means they're the best or the most popular in, but they're like, no, no, that's in my contract. I need my name first.
0: The Beckler and Shauna podcast. It's kind
1: of unofficially Throwback Thursday on this radio program. And yesterday I got thinking about this. Do you remember when pot was illegal? I sure do. It's so bizarre to think about now, isn't it? Like, when you think of... Just when I was growing up, it was so frowned upon, and it was just this thing you didn't do, and people would hide out. And when we were growing up, and you were underage, and you're smoking a little bit of marijuana, and now I'm like, this is going to be one of those things where you pass this along to your kids or grandkids, and I'm like, what?
2: Yeah, like, yeah, you get to buy weed from some sketchy dude in a parking lot, or go to some guy's house. Honestly!
1: (laughs) And so many people were amateur drug dealers that were in your high school, and you're like, you got some marijuana? And
2: everyone was paranoid all the time, and yeah.
1: Yes, it made, I I really rarely smoked marijuana because of the paranoia that went with it, Mm -hmm. where you can already get that way, and then knowing it was illegal. It was just not an exciting experience for me. It was not good. Looking At, back, though, I was like, "Holy crap!"
2: Yeah, that will be wild one day. Yep. To, to be like, "This has really changed," and it changed quick. Yes. And, but not. But nothing really changed. You no. know, like it was. Yeah. It's kind of hard to describe, but
1: yeah, it seemed you were there like before. Exactly. It was such an extreme difference because, again, of all of the illegal things you felt like you were doing, but then the switch happened, and yeah, it was like nothing actually changed. Just all of a sudden that underground illegal stuff that seemed so crazy is now just normal. Mm-hmm. It's
2: bizarre. It's a total perception shift. So yeah. bizarre.
1: I was thinking, is there anything now that you wish was legal that isn't? Oh, like if we could legalize something else? Yeah. What would be up next in your pocket here? It's a tough one. Could be I say serious other or drugs?
2: Yeah, well. <laughs> other drugs? It's tough for me, Shauna, because I'm a rules guy. Mm, yeah, big, fair. big rules guy I over here. I was thinking, I
1: mean, mushrooms, of course, is slowly getting there. I'm like, yeah. I wonder if that's going to be the next one we see in our lifetime. Maybe. I could see it. Yeah.
2: Um, uh-huh. I mean, in terms of laws, I break not many. Uh, I like a good jaywalk. I was about to say Love jaywalking. A good We've jaywalk.
1: talked uh, in it in length yeah. about how much I am advocating for the jaywalk and not yeah. being illegal. Uh, the other one is, of course, strip clubs in Saskatchewan.
2: Okay. Yeah,
1: because yeah. they're illegal there right now, which is insane. <laughs> and I think Terry needs he deserves a strip club as well.
2: Yeah, and I think that's one of those things where it's like. People think that the world's going to fall apart if they got strip clubs and the people who are opposed to it yes. it is like not really I don't even notice the ones here right I don't I, it's not my scene but you can
1: ease so. Saskatchewanites into it by just having it called cousins and then you start with your cousins up there and then you ah. go from there you know yeah, maybe then if it's family first maybe they'd be a little more okay with <laughs> my that. cousin's
2: dancing over at <laughs> cousins tonight <laughs>
1: Let's go I'm watch gonna the i going to be cousins. front row. <laughs> the
2: Beckler
1: and Shana Podcast. I'm reading this
2: book right now by my favorite author, Douglas Copeland. He's also the guy who designed the light
1: display on Telesky. Which has been lacking the last couple of days, i got to be honest. Yeah, it was more impressive last week. Yeah, we get to see it because it's right across from our studio here. And it's been lovely. And then this week, there's something. I'm like, mm, no. Nope.
2: They got her at like half power or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but anyways,
1: saving money. Anyway. So there's
2: this character in this book. Uh, and her job is to secret shop high-end hotels. So she works for a high-end hotel chain and her job is basically just to like fly around and stay at these hotels and get pampered and then audit the guest experience.
1: That sounds awful. Yeah. That <laughs> sounds just, like a terrible job.
2: Yeah, you get, like you go to their spas and eat in their restaurants and like... How does
1: one get this job?
2: I don't know, but yeah. I was like, that's an awesome job. If no you're the type kidding. of person who likes to travel, yes, that would be fantastic. I would that. Yeah. But this character acknowledged that Most secret shopper jobs are not this... Glamorous? Glamorous, that's right. And specifically pointed to... I don't know if you would consider it a secret shopper, but sort of an undercover job. U.S. air marshals? The the guys who just fly on... Like, just are on planes undercover in case anything goes wrong? That would be the worst job ever. Yeah. This character said, like, imagine if every day work for you was just being a passenger on United Airlines. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) That would be the worst and dealing with all the stuff that goes along with being on a plane and delays yep. and
2: but you probably stuck on the only, tarmac yeah but, oh. and like 99% of your flights nothing's gonna happen yep you'd just be praying for some action at that point seriously you'd be like I'm dying of boredom, please someone stand up and start waving a box cutter around. Seriously. Like, give me something to do here. You just start because-
1: feeding passengers booze? Like, is this going to make it a little more exciting? <laughs> this guy looks like a real dairy. Give him a few more.
2: Yeah, the airline did wrong you. You should make a scene right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. Give me something to do. It's like it's like being a security guard, but you don't get to move. You're in an airline seat Oh, all the time.
1: Terrible yeah. job. Yeah, it's like being Terrible a security job. guard in the jail cell yourself. Like, you can't even move around. I don't yeah. know what would be worse than that.
2: Like at least if you're at night security or something, you can roam the premises. And nope, not on an airline. You're just sitting. You're just flying. You're just, it's the worst part of
1: travel every day for you forever. Do submarines have air marshals or or they would be sea marshals at this point as well? Because that would be the only thing I could assume would be worse. Where you're more stuck trapped. Stuck in a submarine doing that. Yeah. Like, oh, that's awful. Speaking of which,
2: maybe we need some marshals on the sea train here, on the old crime train. Just passengers that. Looks like a passenger, but it's actually a marshal. You'd have way more action. You sure would. Every second ride, you'd have you'd action. Never be as opposed bored to, there. No. Mm-hmm. Supposed to the air marshals. The Beckler and
1: Shauna podcast. This is just an interesting thought experiment for you, Beckler. But what's your take on locals pricing in a place like Banff, for example, where obviously a ton of tourists descend, and then all everything gets jacked up price wise during tourist season, especially? Mm-hmm. Do you think that there should be separate prices for locals?
2: Are there places that do this?
1: Well, there are places that are starting to introduce it. In in Banff, in fact, there are certain little locals discounts that you can find here and there. Okay. Um, And I was like, I think that there maybe should be more of this.
2: I think I, I remember, was it one of the park passes, like one of the season park passes, you could get a discount on if you were a resident of Alberta? Maybe I'm yeah, misremembering that, but I, that's—I didn't know that locals pricing was really a thing.
1: There are little places that will introduce locals pricing now, and I—I I look at it and I'm like, I think that that's great because honestly, you can't afford it otherwise. Like when you look at the insanity that happens in Banff during the summer, mm-hmm. and the difference in pricing between then and the winter, for example, just even at a hotel, it's nuts. So th- that's
2: that's like a supply and demand thing, right? That's yeah, like it is high season and and low season, but mm-hmm. you're talking about. Like if you can prove that you live there, yeah. you get a different price than
1: Like even uh you know, at a ski hill, for example. Mm-hmm. Like I know some of the ski hills will occasionally offer a locals price, uh, here or there. And I'm like, that's nice. I think you should acknowledge that these people live in these places.
2: If you're a place that thrives on tourism though, mm-hmm. is that also kind of like a slap in the face to your tourists? See to I say don't like have- we're we're gonna we're gonna take every last cent we can from you while you're here, you know?
1: But you have to know that as a tourist. And I even think of myself, like, when I go traveling, I know that I'm getting price gouged in certain ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you you go into a vacation sometimes knowing that and being like, I'm okay with spending this money. I'm going to spend a little more because I'm on vacation. So, I don't even know if it's it's not pulling the wool over these people's eyes. It's like, again, supply and demand. You want to come from overseas and see this place while you're going to spend a lot more money because, well, the supply and demand's there.
2: It's a popular spot. Right. And you're in the high season. Fair point. The other thing I think of is if you go to any really expensive place, like I'm thinking about the times I visited New York and that, I look around at all just the like service jobs and stuff, and I wonder, how do you afford to live here? I know. Like how, you you still need people to work these jobs. Yes. But how do you, so maybe a locals discount is sort of a way to to make life a little bit easier for people who have to do these jobs in very expensive places. I mean, ideally, their wages would be higher.
1: Yes. But this is...
2: Maybe Another a way of a, a stopgap measure.
1: And I think that about Banff, right, and people who live there. Because, yeah, I, from what I gather, if you're in the service industry in Banff, it's very hard to afford living there. And it's like, well, man, maybe if there is a locals discount, just to help it, because the tourists will come regardless. Mm-hmm. So if you get a little bit of a discount just to ease things for you, maybe that's the way of doing it.
2: It's not a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, they're already licking their chops at any tourist that comes through, right? Oh, absolutely. So and the tourists know it too.
1: We've talked Come about some we fresh should, meat. We should just—we should become sh- sherpas out there. Like, just sign it up. But the tourists will pay. Be like, I, I will take you through the mountains. I am Sherpa Shauna. Let's go. The
2: Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Think on this one for a moment, Shauna. Okay. Is there anything that you're really good at but don't enjoy doing? Hmm. I got thinking about this recently. How closely. Enjoyment and success are tied And I think it was specifically I was thinking about like A young athlete Like a top prospect Young athlete Yep And I wonder how many of them Still really love their sport By the time they make it Because I mean to go pro today To get to the very top Of any sport It really needs to be Your entire life From quite a young age Doesn't it Yeah It's like kind of all you do If you're going to be One of the best So I wonder how many people Are like burnt out By the time they make it But it's too late They're too invested they don't have any other options. It's like, I wonder how many guys, say, in the NHL are kind of over hockey. But
1: I think you have to find that enjoyment, even if you are a little bit. I don't think you could keep doing that. I don't think you could commit your whole life if you didn't enjoy it. I really don't. Yeah, and I think you could for a little bit, but you you eventually probably get out of there or you wouldn't be as good because you just wouldn't enjoy it. Like, mm-hmm. I do think that they're very closely tied. I know a guy who got
2: very close to the NHL and he's, he just quit. Yeah, he was kind of burnt out. He said he was done. It's all he had done up till then was play hockey.
1: Yeah, and I think and those people who do get burnt out like that, I think that's what they do, right? They quit before they get beyond because you you can't. I really don't think it is. It's a tough life, right? Like you're mm-hmm. traveling around a lot. You can't have a family. You're not going to do all of that if you don't like it.
2: Well, you, I mean, you can have a family. Lots of guys and lots of pro athletes have families,
1: right? But it's it's harder. But right? think
2: of how many people work jobs they hate very yeah. tough jobs for a fraction of the pay the money is True. so good that maybe you just suck it up and be like okay mm-hmm. I'm not really loving this I'm not loving how hard it is on my body and the travel and all this stuff I think you, but they're paying me three million bucks a year you yeah know?
1: and <laughs> I think psychologically you can probably find ways to still enjoy it here or there mm-hmm. to get through that right and if
2: you're so hyper competitive yeah then I mean because I, I, I would think that like if you're if you're really really good and you're you're having success everywhere and you're getting praise for your success. Like it's probably going to be a good time, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So, y- you'd hope so. It's funny because when I was younger and I started playing violin, mm-hmm. um, my, my, you know, I took a lot of lessons and I kind of, I, I don't want to say I was forced down the road, but I started doing it quite a bit. And I got to a point where I had a really good teacher and he was like, you know, you're at this point where you could actually do this professionally because you have the skills, but you have to kind of buckle down, and if you want to, you can. Mm-hmm. You've got the ability, and like I, I got the diddling fingers for it. So there was some natural stuff, <laughs> like things that lined up where I could do it. And uh, I looked at him; and I was like, I do not enjoy it enough. Like I, I didn't mm. at the time. Now I love playing a lot, and it's because it's in a completely different way. But then I was trained classically, and a bunch of about it that I just was not passionate about. And thinking about doing that professionally, I was like, not a chance in hell. If you were like,
2: playing classically eight hours a day, no then you wouldn't enjoy it like you do yeah, now, like right? Yeah, like taking
1: that next, it was like, hmm. no, actually. And I kind of backed right off after that and was like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, I have enough of the skill to enjoy it on my own time if I want to down the way, but I don't want to go down that path. So Interesting. Yeah, it's because the commitment, ugh, No.
2: So that is something that you were pretty good at but didn't love enough to, mm-hmm. to really didn't take it somewhere. Didn't want to somewhere. take that next step.
1: Wow. No. Okay, so it does exist then. Yeah. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I quiz you a while back, Beckler, on some words that are actually acronyms mm-hmm. and we did a little
2: acronym quiz. I think I did poorly on that quiz.
1: Yeah, and it's more about just discovering that these words are in fact acronyms than anything so you're not supposed to do well on this. Unless... Anyway, uh, since then, there's a, a few more that listeners of the show have submitted for okay. you so I thought maybe we could do a, a quick little quiz again. Um, Do you know what a care package is when you say a care package?
2: I knew this at one point. I don't anymore.
1: So uh, the first care packages were put together after World War II to Mm -hmm. provide food relief, right, to war-torn Europe at the time. But it was made by a humanitarian agency called the Cooperative for American Remittances to Europe. Maybe I didn't know that. Nope. Nope. So that's what care stands for. And now, of course, we just use that to when I was in university and I needed some snacks. My mom would send me a care package. Mm -hmm. But yeah, works that way as well. Uh, The next one, smart card. You know what smart car stands for? Nope. So originally, the smart car was called a swatch mobile, apparently, because it was originally developed by the same company that made swatch watches. So, the name Smart Car was chosen later in the 90s, and it's an acronym of Swatch Mercedes Art.
2: I didn't know when the Smart Car was that old. Me neither. That watch companies were making cars, Mm -hmm. or even that Mercedes was involved in that. Right?
1: All of that, I'm like, whoa, okay. That's a lot. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. What about a SIM card?
2: Nope.
1: (laughs) Subscriber Identification Module. I'm
2: doing very well.
1: Well, this is the point. Is it's really just fascinating. The, I didn't know. I mean, that one I knew Sim, was yeah,
2: We probably could have figured it out. That but, one's good, yeah. but the
1: rest of them I had no idea. I thought, what about the word snafu? I mean, that's a weird word, but I never knew it was an acronym. Something, something all effed up. Yes situation normal, all effed up. And it was used by troops in the Second World War, and it was to refer to superiors who weren't doing a very good job. So see, they,
2: that sounds military. Totally. Uh, kind of like FUBAR. Or, yes. Yep.
1: And that's uh, another one that I didn't know about. What about a POG?
2: Like the like the little things that we had in the yeah, 90s? The POGs the, that you
1: flip in the 90s. No. It stands for passion fruit orange guava, which was the company that it was invented in maui and they used to have the pogs under the caps so it really? actually stood for that company which i had no idea I about.
2: thought it was just a fun sounding word
1: i did too but then thinking about it you're like it is a weird word for a thing that yeah there's a pog weird and one last one for you you're doing excellent yeah, you're So a, tremendous again this is the point <laughs> it's, half of one so far we're enlightening okay we're <laughs> teaching here uh a humvee oh man and it's ridiculous. It really is. But again, it, basically, it stands for High Mobility Multi Purpose Wheeled Vehicle. But when you put that, it's actually HMMWV. Mm-hmm. And somebody just looked at that and was like, well, that's way too much. So mm-hmm. they're like, that looks close enough to Humvee." So we're just going to call them Humvees from this point forward.
2: When we do etymology, it's usually a pretty safe bet if you don't know where a word comes from, that it's nautical. Yes. So many words come from sailing boats. Totally. Uh, with acronyms probably military totally yeah if you don't know it might be military
1: no x after hours
0: a weekly podcast that brings x afternoons with mariah and ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio like they're gonna say find x after hours
1: wherever you get your podcasts or on the x app